Leonard Nimoy was a gifted actor, writer, director, producer, and even a poet. He created one of the most iconic characters of the last 50 years and set the stage for new adventures in the Star Trek universe for generations to come. The cast and crew of Star Trek Shadows of Tyranny would like to dedicate this audio series to the timeless legacy of Mr. Leonard Nimoy, who taught us to live long and prosper. This audio presentation may contain themes and situations inappropriate for younger audiences. Parental discretion is advised. In a universe of infinite possibilities, it is inescapable that parallel civilizations arise. Biology, just like ours, will emerge from the mud and reach for the stars. Parallel, but not identical. When one of us laughs, our double cries. One wails, the other whispers. One makes peace, the other delights in war. This is a story about love, about hate, and two men driven by conflicting visions of the future. He took it from his opponent, didn't he? Who's bribing you, ref? Captain's boy. Spock, reporting is ordered, Captain. Well, it's so good of you to join us, Mr. Spock. It's not too late to place a bet. I've got 20 on Chekhov. Another time. I see you have a new bodyguard. They don't last very long with you, do they? Pretty. Nice cheek bones. My physical appearance has no bearing on my aptitude, sir. Ooh, feisty. Let's see how long this one lasts. You sent for me, Captain? Space is tight on the outer colonies, Mr. Spock. We're being sent to urge the Adrians to, uh, share their planet with half a million new citizens. Sir, as a colony planet, Adri would not be logical. There isn't enough surface area for half a million. Well, maybe the prisoners from planet Gaia could terraform some more surface area for us. Slice his tendon, Chekhov! Cut him! Cut him! I hate to lose. Even 20 credits. Again, sir, the rationality of this... Are you challenging me, Mr. Spock? I could send you into the ring with Chekhov. Reinstill your sense of duty. Hit him again! Use the club! Dismissed. Yes, sir. And Sergeant... A pleasure to meet you. You really do have extraordinary cheekbones. Are they yours? Let me feel... It is fortunate, sir, that I am only half Romulan. <laughs> Enjoy her while you can, Spock. She won't last three days. At the most. And the winner is... Chekhov! Chekhov! 
Pavel Chekhov at 3 minutes 20 of the third round. Congratulations, Mr. Chekhov. You may return to your station after Bones ceased your injuries. Thank you, sir. Ooh, that is messy. Ref. Captain. Forget the infirmary. No point. Just dump the body in the garbage chute. Yes, sir. Ah, Sulu, I see you're up next. Yes, sir. I'm impressed. Survive, and I may consider you for that promotion. Uhura. Here to see my fight, no doubt. Afraid not. Uh, I have that item you were looking for. Open it later. Hmm. Sounds kinky. Captain, I have a private transmission on hold for you in your office. Is that what they're calling it these days? You could join me later for a private victory party in my quarters. <laughs> Maybe next time. Sergeant, for a Vulcan, you show the rash judgment more homogenous with your Romulan heritage. You insult me, sir. No insult intended. By confronting the captain, you have made yourself a target. It is irrational to slap a superior officer. I will avoid such actions in the future. I will remain on guard. You are dismissed. Sergeant, you are of no use to me dead. Good night. Computer, begin recording new personal log, access code Spock Epsilon 5 Alpha. My situation in this dimension is perilous. I live under constant threat from Captain Kirk. A vile man, without principle or conscience. He boasts of a universal empire. Preposterous. Unfortunately, millions of people will die along the way. I recall the other Captain Kirk once said to me, in every revolution, there is one man with a vision. Perhaps my mission here is to change the course of this revolution. Am I being logical or sentimental? Savick, is it? Listen, Sergeant. I understand your concern for my patient, but the injuries you sustained in the blast- Can be treated later, Dr. McCoy. Commander Spock is my protectee, and it was my negligence that caused him to be here in the first place. I am not- <coughs> Wait. Wait what? The Commander is waking up. So he is. Damn! What time is it? Nurse Chapel, looks like you won again. Spock regained consciousness in five hours and twenty minutes. I win again. However, will you pay me, Doctor? Oh, I'll think of something. <laughs> Dr. McCoy, it is unprofessional to bet credits on the First Officer's injuries. My dear, I wouldn't dream of betting on a patient with something as boring as credits. It would be wise to remove your hand from my posterior, Doctor. I am injured, not crazy. 
Commander Spock, can you hear me? Sergeant, it may be some time before Mr. Spock regains his faculties. If I may suggest a more constructive use of your time... You may not, Doctor. I will remain here until the Commander has recovered. Meanwhile, you are free to check on your other patients. Oh, very well. Excuse me, nurse. It looks like you need some medical attention. Let me take your vitals. Commander, do you require anything? What happened? Security is still sweeping your quarters, sir. It is evident, however, that an explosive device was planted in your room. It is fortunate you sustained only minor injuries. Why are you not supervising security? I thought it logical to remain at your side in case there was another attempt on your life. You were correct. Thank you, sir. Back so soon? Not for long. I'm just getting the chocolate syrup I keep with my test samples in the refrigerator. Doctor, before you resume your research, perhaps you would inform me of my condition. (sighs) Oh, very well. Subject's injuries were a result of a concussive force directly behind him, causing two rib fractures as he was launched directly forward, making contact with a solid surface, most likely a bulkhead. I recall those events. Contact with the bulkhead also gave you some superficial scrapes and scratches. They've already been treated, and your ribs are regenerating as we speak. You should be up and about by tomorrow. Doctor, why wasn't I killed? Hell if I know. You sure your freakish Vulcan anatomy doesn't have a built-in force field? Perfectly sure, Doctor. I am the science officer, after all. And I'm the doctor. Uh, Which reminds me, Nurse Chapel is waiting. Oh, may as well put this back. Well, this looks like a very cozy party in here. Sergeant, shouldn't you be with the security team? You can go, Savick. Yes, sir. Mr. Spock, this is my new personal guard, Corporal Branson. I have put him in charge of the investigation of your quarters. Branson, give the commander your report. Yes, sir. The bomb was a tritium-based explosive, probably triggered by Commander Spock's voice pattern. He should be dead, but was protected from the blast by his bunk. His bunk? He is composed of a duranium composite that could withstand the blast of a photon torpedo. The bomb was hidden under the bed, but a standard security sweep should have found it. Is there anything else? Yes, sir. We found these in the wreckage. Rank insignia. A sergeant's. We can trace them. They may also have been left behind to incriminate someone other than the bomber. Have any other clues been discovered? Unfortunately not. Something else might come up, though? Chekhov is scanning the room as we speak. I'm picking up uranium residue, Sergeant. Corporal Branson believes it was the bunk frame. Fascinating. Makes me wonder, why does Spock need a bed that can withstand a torpedo blast? I also found something Corporal Branson missed. Which was? Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. It's going to cost you. At least a couple of ration packs. Uh, Let go of me. I have no time for your games, Mr. Chekhov. Ah, 
tricordal readings picked up trace energy signatures of craolite power cells and I found a neutronium socket with a phaser input hidden under the rubble. Must have been used to charge the bomb. Can the energy signature be traced to the phaser? Every phaser leaves a signature like a fingerprint. I will show you. If you will, use your tricorder. Scan my sidearm. See? Not my phaser. Thank you, Mr. Chekhov. You've been most helpful. Now keep perfectly still or they're going to find pieces of you in this rubble. Why are you trying to save Spock? If he dies, you move up the ladder. Same as the rest of us. Ah! Because he is of no use to me dead. Computer, access all files pertaining to Savik of Vulcan. Accessing Savik, born in the year of Surak, 8942. Female, 52 Earth years. Current rank, Sergeant. Graduated with top honors from the Empire Academy for Covert Operations and Tactical Training. Received the Emperor's Medal of Valor for- Computer, details on her mission on board the Enterprise. Access denied. Mission classified. Level black. Interesting. Computer. Access my private log. First officer's personal log. Combat date 31256.4. In three months, three personal bodyguards have come to premature ends. Statistically, this cannot be coincidental. Clearly, I am a target. My new guard, Sergeant Savick, a Vulcan, was assigned yesterday and is so far both professional. Commander, I was able to pick up some tricorder readings. Thank you, Sergeant. But I was told that Corporal Branson is now in charge of this investigation. Yes, sir, but Sergeant, I... Sergeant, I notice your insignia is not on your collar. Can you explain? Missing? Oh. Can you account for this? Perhaps I... What is this about, sir? A critical part of your role as my guard is to notice details, Sergeant. Large or small. You are dismissed. But, yes, sir. Good night. Goddamn piece of old junk. Mr. Scott? Damn bloody hell. Jesus, see. Mr. Scott! Be right with you. I require your assistance in a matter... Why don't you take a number? That damn new coupling came loose in this ionized outlet. Ah, there. Got it. Well, hello there. What can I do for you, sweetheart? Savick. Sergeant Savick. Personal guard to Commander Spock. Uh-huh. I'm trying to locate a unique energy signature on board. Can you do that for me? Sure can. Thank you. I, I, I never said I would do it for you. I just said I could. Will you? What's in it for me? You remember Mission Kiprin, don't you, Mr. Scott? How do you know about that? Commander Spock's mission logs. You broke your knee during a scout trip. The captain was going to leave you for dead. The planet was about to implode. 
It was suicide to go back for one expendable man. But Mr. Spock didn't see you as expendable. No, he didn't. All right. What is it you want again? me, Captain? Ah, yes, Sulu. I was just having a nice little talk with Mr. Chekhov. <laughs> How much longer do I have to wait before you can get rid of the Vulcan bitch? Chekhov let something slip before reporting to me. She is proving to be more of an irritation than anticipated. Bones can only keep Spock in the infirmary for a few more hours. She's already found out about the Krellide residue. If you can't find a way to stop her meddling, I will put you in the ring with a broken phaser! You ordered me to make it seem accidental. Use your imagination! I don't care if she accidentally falls out of an airlock, or is accidentally shot by a firing squad. Just get rid of her! Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Chekhov, have you learned your lesson yet? Yes, sir. Hmm. I'm not convinced. For someone who has been undefeated in the ring so far, I was expecting a little more stoicism. Mr. Scott! Mr. Scott! No need to yell, lassie. I'm right here. You have some information for me? Walk with me. This is my domain, Sergeant. I know every inch of this room. Every pipe, wire, and coil. It's the only place on board the Enterprise where I know for certain there are no audio or visual monitors. You're afraid that the captain will begin to question your loyalty and send you into the ring like any other crew member. I'm not like the rest of the crew, though I thank you to keep that to yourself. There are a few others like me too. I'll throw you out an airlock if any of this reaches the captain's ears. No need for threats, Mr. Scott. You found the energy signature? Aye, I've managed to isolate the frequency to deck three. You are more than proficient to find that in one hour. (laughs) I'm insulted that you sound so incredulous. I am, after all, known as a miracle worker. I do not take such things on faith, Mr. Scott. I prefer evidence. Touche. Now, half a deck three is recreational area. The other half is reserved for crew quarters. I lost the energy trace for a little while. Lost? Relax. I found it again. I wound up with three possible options for where your bomber is hiding. Option one, a storage locker. Unlikely. Probably not, but you should still check. He might have stashed the phaser there to get rid of it. Option two. An airlock. I wouldn't recommend checking there unless you want to take an unscheduled spacewalk. Agreed. And third? The quarters of Corporal Branson. course for Oriole Cluster. Engines at warp 5. Estimated arrival in 
36 hours. Mr. Spark, you were released early. Unofficially. I'm afraid the good doctor will be peeved when he returns from his consultation with Nurse Chapel. I have a favor to ask, Aurora. Spark? We are like-minded in our opinion of how this ship could be run differently, are we not? We are part of a larger purpose, Mr. Spock. Our personal beliefs are more logical than our mission. We are part of a senseless conquest to ravage this galaxy and crush it under the heel of the Empire until nothing is left. What do you want? Access to the captain's logs. I do that. I may as well start sharpening a blade because I'll be thrown into the fights to die. Someone tried to kill me. And they mean to frame Sergeant Savick. I may be the only one with the authority to prevent it. The captain can still overrule you. That, in effect, would be admitting that he was behind the plan. Something I'm certain he would prefer to keep a secret. Please, Ahura. I'm going to take two minutes to go take a report to the captain. And then I'm coming right back. If I see you near my desk when I return, I will have you arrested. But... If it appears that nothing has been touched, if I can find no evidence that someone has accessed the captain's private information, and the blue folder labeled private, with a passcode that just so happens to be my birthday backwards, uh, then I'm going to assume that nothing is exactly what happened. Thank you, Ahura. I have no idea what you're talking about. But I'm leaving now, and I'll be back in two minutes. Tick-tock, Mr. Spock. Tick tock. Aha! Finding anything interesting, Sergeant? Uh, what? Actually, yes. I've matched the electromagnetic signature found in Commander Spock's room to Corporal Branson's phaser. I spent a good deal of time in the agony booth because of you. You thought the captain would reward you for your information? Shut up! The only thing Captain Kirk rewards is backstabbing, bootlicking, and cutthroat ambition. Which is how I'll get back in his good graces. My turn. Good work, Chekhov. You'll make commander soon enough. Thank you, sir. What... what is this? Let me out of here. Sergeant Savick, you have been charged with the attempted murder of Commander Spock. What? Bribery, injury to Ensign Chekhov, and attempting to plant incriminating information on a superior officer. How do you plead? That's a lie. Give her a shot, Branson. Uh, Sounds guilty uh, to me. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I'd say so. No uh, question. Uh, 100%. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Captain, are you in here? Computer, activate terminal. Regardless, they need to be removed. All of them. Pause. 
Computer. Rewind. Authorization. Access code Kirk Alpha Delta 5-1. Confirmed. Processing. Captain's log. Combat date 31256.4. Spock continues to persist in surrounding himself with hired muscle. No matter how fast I pay to have them eliminated, I can only assume he is planning an insurrection against me and is providing himself with support. His newest pet guard is a female mixed-breed Vulcan. Perhaps Spock thinks he can be better protected by another filthy blood. Or perhaps he is planning to infiltrate this ship with more of his kind. Regardless, they need to be removed. All of them, before they get one more freakish alien toehold on my ship. Captain, Chekhov found the sergeant snooping around my quarters. We have her in the agony booth now. Very good, Corporal. Computer and recording. Savik! Ready to confess, Sergeant? Energy readings. Tritium, shield, crelide crystal. Any idea what she's talking about? No, sir. But she's been spouting this nonsense for hours. Spies. All spies. Can't trust. Hmm. Increase the setting to seven. Sir, it's already on level five. Any higher and the booth could cause brain damage. Do it. Yes, sir. On second thought, turn the power up all the way. We wouldn't want her to repeat anything, would we? No, sir. Let me know when she's cooked. I'll be in my ready room. What the? What happened to the power? Trust your overall faculties are unimpaired. I've had worse, sir. But Branson... He will be dealt with now. What the... What do you think you're doing? You recognize the pressure points I'm applying, I'm sure. Painful, isn't it? Unless you tell me what I want to know, it will be even more so. All right, all right, all right. You planted the bomb in my quarters and tried to frame my bodyguard. Yes. Why? Orders. From whom? Excellent shot, Mr. Chekhov. Very good indeed. Thank you, sir. Well, Mr. Spock, looks like we got the man behind the bombing. He had information I needed. What's to know? We both heard him say he planted the bomb. Case closed. I cannot question a corpse. This is my ship, Mr. Spock. I am the captain. And when necessary, judge, jury, and executioner. The Empire gives me full authority to decide the fate of every single one of my crew, and to treat them as I see fit. And the lives of every innocent bystander the ship encounters. Insignificant casualties of conquest. The Empire will control the universe, and I will be the leader, not because it's destiny or some such foolishness, but through sheer willpower. A thousand years from now, ten thousand, people will still bow to the name James Tiberius Kirk! Star Trek Shadows of Tyranny Based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry Episode 1, Revolutionaries Written by Sebastian Pruth, Ruby Fink, and Colin Thornton 
Executive Producers, Matthew Blondin and Sebastian Pruth. Produced by Colin Thornton. Production artwork by Todd Gwynn. Music by Jerry Goldsmith, Dennis McCarthy, Kevin Kiner, Jay Chataway, and Fred Steiner. Starring Scott Martinek as Captain James T. Kirk, Michael J. Pollock as Mr. Spock, Larry Phelan as Dr. McCoy, Adrian Grady as Sergeant Savick. Also starring Tom Antonellis as Chief Engineer Montgomery Scott, Sam Gillis as Mr. Sulu, Bobby Owens as Lieutenant Uhura, Ben Wisman as Ensign Chekhov, Gary Cobham as Corporal Branson, Sherilyn Lambeth as Nurse Chapel, Todd Gwynn as Ref, Glenn Haskell as The Computer, Jeff Keeping as Crewman, and Nicole Kiss, Chris Sievers, Mike Sanjamo, Aaron Page, and Jack Klett as crowd members. Star Trek Shadows of Tyranny is not affiliated with Paramount CBS and no profit is derived from its distribution. Stay updated and like Star Trek Shadows of Tyranny on Facebook. Star Trek Shadows of Tyranny